Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, welcome to My Runner's Mind. Before we start today's episode, let me ask you if you're ready to ditch the negative self-talk and get off the struggle bus. How does that sound? I remember what it feels like because I've been there too. But you know what? I found a way out. And I want to share it with you through a new free resource I created. It's called Runners Ditch the Negative Self-Talk. So as someone who has experienced the frustration of those inner voices holding me back, I know how it affects our passion for running. And that's why I created this private podcast, specifically for runners like us. I'll show you how to reframe your thoughts and find true joy in your runs, as well as achieve remarkable results. The transformation is real and it's within your reach. So if you're ready to overcome self-doubt and embrace a new mindset, then let's do this. Sign up using the link in the show notes. And let's do this together. I remember what it's like, and I'm right here with you every step of the way, ready to guide you towards a more fulfilling running journey. Now see you on the podcast. Hey runner friends, as always, I'm grateful to have you with me for episode 114. Today's episode one of four episodes, I'll focus on the topic mindful running and how to cultivate presence and joy in every step. Over the following four episodes, we'll focus on the practice of mindful running and how it can enhance the running experience for women, promoting a deeper connection with their bodies, surroundings, and ultimately the pure joy of each step. The four episodes will have different focus. In today's episode, I'll help you create awareness around how much of our habitual thoughts are unserving, meaning they actually work against us because they create the environment for our runs today and thereby also the limitation of these runs. One of the episodes will discuss running form to optimize your stride. I do love a good episode on form focuses to help you increase your running efficiency and decrease potential injury. Negative self-talk is such a mood killer and busts up the flow of good energy. Another episode will therefore address ways to silence the inner critic. Lastly, running with purpose and looking beyond the finish line is a title I'm excited to share because I feel so often the focus of runners is on the external rewards you know, like the finish a medal or the chase of a personal best time in order 
for them to generate the motivation for running in the first place. And then when that's the case, we neglect to actively work on creating joy in running. And why wouldn't you make that your primary focus if you're out there running on the regular? What's that? Oh, joy and running don't seem to go together, you say. We'll see about that when we get to that episode. So today we're talking about unraveling the past, embracing the present, essentially creating the environment for our runs to feel great. And don't get me wrong, I'm not implying that running won't feel tough when you're implementing a new technique or your training plan calls for a really long, long run or speed work and so forth. That's not it. But I'm talking about dissolving this underlying dissatisfaction with running, this meh feeling or this feeling of betrayal by your body for not achieving what your brain wants it to do. If you've been a long-time listener, you know my story of viewing exercise as a tool to control my negative body image, thereby creating a negative association with exercise and working out, especially cardio. Maybe that's your story as well. You know, fueling your weight loss journey with running, numbing the low self-worth with favorite treats in accordance with how many calories your watch tells you your run or workout burnt. Or maybe running helps soothe stressors in your life as you literally run away from them, at least for the time being. Often you see social media posts by runners with hashtags such as running is my therapy. Running is then utilized as a coping mechanism for something else. Frequently, these runners will also remark on being dissatisfied with the outcome of their run due to the pace or the distance or a recurrent injury or lack of motivation to do the run. The hashtag struggle bus comes to mind. The experience of mind-body connection seems elusive. One of the ideas this podcast is dedicated to is supporting women runners and creating awareness around what thoughts fuel their runs. Are they thoughts based in fear, worry, negative self-worth, or something similar? Well, then this podcast is here to teach you But there is another way, a way where you can create a mindful experience of running, an experience of mind-body connection. It'll require introspection because without awareness of your thoughts, your mindset towards running won't change. Behavioral changes are typically short-lived, which is why New Year's resolutions typically fizzle come the end of January, unless founded in a mindset shift. Personally, I have found coaching to be the best setting to create the awareness needed for a mindset shift. The other day, I coached a client. I coached clients, by the way, for 60 minutes at a time. I coached a client on a belief that was holding her back, limiting her potential. As she described the negative thoughts, she kept stating, my rational mind knows this doesn't make sense, which had the effect of invalidating her feelings and keeping her from shining the light on the thoughts underneath. It turned out in her mind, being a runner, as well as being a half marathoner, conjured up a certain idea of what that looked like as far as speed went. It was so entrenched in her mind that when we talked, she presented her view on it as factual 
or I should say as being a fact, just like today is Saturday, which it happens to be. You get my point about what's a fact. It can't be disputed. She had this, she had held this perception for so long that she didn't realize it was just a thought, i.e. an opinion, and assumed everybody shared her view. As we were talking, she gave me this knowing glance when she shared this. Because of this thought, she felt miles out of her league of being a runner since her stats weren't matching those facts. And this was zapping her joy of running and frequently requiring her to rationalize with herself. Much like I'm sure you can relate to. You know, parents have done it, teachers have done it, probably friends, as well as you've probably done it to them. Because we don't want people to feel bad. We don't like it when people don't feel good, especially people that are close to us. So we use sayings such as, well, a 15-minute mile is as far as an 8-minute mile. And of course it is. I want you to hear me say that. I'm not disputing that. That's not the point. The point is to tune in to the underlying feeling of, which came out for her, sadness and shame which she discovered were behind her thoughts and then acknowledged them. And then from there, you, like her, can let these feelings go. You can release them. But ignoring this, ignoring the underlying feelings, create, perpetuates the rationalizing and perpetuates these feelings. And then just you would just continue the cycle of joyless running and tuning in to your thoughts and your feelings are part of the mind-body connection. It's so powerful when we hold space for ourselves and others to release the collective beliefs we've been raised in and shine a light on it. It's not about assigning blame for what has happened. Rather, it's about creating curiosity and awareness, which can lead to understanding of our mental roadblocks. These insights and discoveries lead to magic little moments like mine the other day as I was having my hair done. Anybody else out there with short hair who needs their hair done every six weeks? Sorry, just asking. Anyways, I was sitting in the chair at the hairdresser's thinking about my upcoming runs this weekend. A nine miler Saturday, which I completed today. And tomorrow, Sunday, I have 16 miles scheduled. And you know how I felt when I was thinking about it? I literally felt butterflies. I felt excitement. Not for thinking about when it would be over or an upcoming podcast I wanted to listen to or audiobook or hanging out with friends as I'm running because I run 99% of my runs by myself. But for running it, for being in it, I want to highlight this quote by ultramarathon and Michael delirio from long run living it goes like this it's not the distance you must conquer in running it's yourself end of quote as well as actually here's another one i think is really good and i want to share it it's by him as well it goes like this you can let the unknown scare you or you can let it excite you you can let the unknown stress you or you can let it intrigue you you can let the unknown create anxiety or you can let it create curiosity, end of quote. So as I registered this excitement for my 16-mile run Sunday, which, by the way, it's not part of a training prep for a race. 
or like I said, a Sunday group run activity. It's essentially just me, myself, and I. It struck me that I am light years from the former version of myself who would have dreaded this activity or created motivation and excitement through the amount of calories burnt or motivated myself from negative self-talk due to limited self-worth. I used to be hung up on some non-serving thoughts and thoughts that I had never actually identified for myself. And in that moment, in the chair at the hairdresser, when I felt this excitement, these butterflies, and I realized how far I've come, I felt such gratitude because it sure does make running so much more joyful when I'm grateful for doing the activity instead of only focusing on reaching the goal or the outcome. Wouldn't you agree? Before becoming a runner, I would procrastinate on my exercise because I wasn't pulled by joy from desire. Instead, I was pushed by fear of gaining weight or shooting myself to get out there because otherwise I was a loser, feeling self-conscious about how my shorts felt around my waistline or over my butt. No wonder exercise really felt good, right? In fact, did you know the body experiences joy at this cellular level? Satisfaction, gratitude, and other positive emotions keep stress hormones at bay. Running on joy was Dina Castro's interpretation of this during her training for the 2004 Athens Marathon. And she got bronze in that race. Later, Indian researchers coined it as biochemistry of belief, which is the idea that, and I quote, each and every tiny cell in our body is perfectly and absolutely aware of our thoughts, feelings, and of course, our beliefs. If you believe you're fragile, the biochemistry of your body unquestionably obeys and manifests it. If you believe you're tough, irrespective of your weight and bone density, your body undeniably mirrors it. End of quote. Clearly, our thoughts matter since they impact how we feel. And that's not all because according to cell biologist and author Bruce Lipton, thoughts also affect health. Listen to the following quote that shows the hormonal connection between thoughts and cell life. Beginning of quote. The cells in your body are maintained by a culture medium popularly known as blood. The brain is a regulatory organ that regulates and maintains the chemical composition of the blood. The brain's control of the blood's chemistry is linked to our perceptions, our mind, and emotions reflecting chemical signals in the blood. When you have a perception of love, the brain releases oxytocin, love hormones that regulates bodies, the body's metabolism and supports growth, serotonin and growth hormone, all chemicals that when added to cells in a culture dish will enhance growth and health of the cells. In contrast, when a person is in fear, their brain releases stress hormones cortisol, norepinephrine, and histamine. That shut down a cell's growth processes 
and inhibits the immune, the immune system, which happens to be completely unsustainable for life. End of quote. When I think about all the negative thoughts I used to hold, I'm scared for the impact it had on my health back then. So runner friend, what non-serving thoughts are you holding on to that negatively impact your running potential, even your health? Can you hear well-meaning advice from friends and family hurrying to get you out of the emotion you're feeling? If so, make a plan with yourself to get curious about your thoughts and identify the feelings underneath. From there, you can go to work on unraveling the past to embrace the future. If you would like help, reach out, email me. This is literally what I work on with my clients. All right, runner friend, that's all for this week. Run well, be well. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.